You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yeah, but I think I'm 
listening to African Perspective, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition that asks elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water, from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity. Everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future, we all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Chimeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu 
an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. Can we say Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. Can we sashay? We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media. Wait, (laughs) excuse me, family. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotel family. Yeah, well, you know, that's why you know it's live, brother, you know, because I be messing up. Chocolate to my head and not my heart. I try my best to, you know, when I come on to be as, as astute and correct as I can be, you know. But um, I'm, I'm a human being, that's for sure. <laughs> You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot 
listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Thanks to my good brother, Brother Kwaku, who's our, our engineer, our manager, the brother that makes it happen. I appreciate it. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening? Well, of course, this program, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and on Friday at 8 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern, all times at Eastern, it's Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And on Sunday at 7 p.m., at 7 p.m., and it seems to me, I don't know, the last couple times I, I tuned in on a Friday, had a you know pre-recorded program, but on Sunday, he always has a guest on Sunday at 7. Not always, but most times, we'll see. It would be great if we could uh, get some more people to broadcast on Time for an Awakening. If you think you can put together a program, you know, once a week, for a couple hours or an hour, you know, contact Brother Elliot at timeforanawakening.com. Yeah, love to have more people, you know, love to. Yeah, and the number to call, the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. Yeah, also too for this program, if you want to use a shortcut, and, and once again, um, you haven't heard me talk about TuneIn. You know, TuneIn, uh, they've been cutting away for commercials and so forth. So to eliminate that, um, you just go to Time for an Awakening. At the right side of the page, you'll see the uh, link uh, for the broadcast. That's broadcasting 24-7. Uh, it broadcasts live on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It broadcasts live Friday and Sunday. Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern and Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Other than that, whenever Elliot wants it to broadcast live. So, but hopefully because of you, you know, broadcast live, that's for sure. So, once again, time for an awakening. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Brother Romani Tayemba once again is ready to take our people to a trip of a lifetime. You can be one of those individuals, uh, of course, if you so choose by going to the website, putting your down payment on and pay on it until it's time to pay in full. And you have all the requirements because all the information is right there on the website, AfricaForTheAfricans.org. You want to go to the upcoming, most upcoming trip that's uh, happening November 16th, next month, November 16th. Through the 27th, Tanzania. Then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Zinia. March 29th to April 9th. March 29th to April 9th, 
Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, Ghana. December, November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet. December 24th to January 4th, 2025, Azinia. April 1st to April 11th, Senegal and Gambia, 2025. And brothers and sisters, on the website, you can see all the opportunities uh, for investment, repatriation, all kinds of good stuff. So brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours and photos of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. You want to see video, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Brothers and sisters, you want to give them a call? Call him at 404-931-9429-404. 931-9429 Africa for the Africans.org. Habashaw. Habashaw Incorporated.org. Habashaw. That stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. That's right. The main thing for Africans to get us out of this madness is an education designed and fashioned in our image and interest and taught by us. Yeah. Africa for the Africans. All right. Okay. Ledge Group. Ledge. Ledge stands for Land for the Environmental Development Group Economics. The Ledge Group, Brother Peter Brown, they deal in the four areas. So they deal in the areas of human existence, of human necessity, of human life. It is vital that they have food, water clothing and shelter. It is vital. They have 12 projects on the continent in six different countries on the continent employing over 170 people with over 260 members, brothers and sisters, become the member of the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Yeah. Abibi Atumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. Abibi Atumi. BB2Me is dedicated to the complete and total liberation of African people and the modern Kemet. That's right, Kemet New. African people throughout the Kemet, African people worldwide from under domination. Throughout the Kemetic world, African people worldwide from under the domination of Eurasians and their anti African, anti African collaborators. As such, Habibi Atumi seeks to reclaim and to recreate systems and tools designed by comedic people, by African people, for the benefit of African people in the interesting, complete, and total African liberation, self-preservation, self-determination, and the survival and sovereignty. That's right, brothers and sisters, sovereignty in each and every area of human Activity. Join Bibi Atumi for Social Educational Network. Bibi Atumi, A E B I B I T U M I dot com. Bibi Atumi dot com. Smile Pharmacy, S M A I F A R M A C Y. Smile Pharmacy, brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 770 Smile Pharmacy. Want to drop in my email? If that's your choice, put dial, dial, put in 
Email Smile Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. The Moses West Foundation in the atmospheric water generating technology that he is constantly working on and improving. He's able, brothers and sisters, to provide water anywhere in the world. There is atmosphere. As long as there is atmosphere on the planet, there is moisture in the air. And an H2O molecule is in the air. He extracts it, put it through the machine, through a filterization process, opens a tap, out comes drinking water. That's right. The Moses West Foundation provides clean and safe drinking water to communities worldwide through sustainable missions. Veteran, he's a he's a veteran and a minority-owned nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to making a lasting impact on the global water crisis. Without in a, with our innovative atmospheric water generated AWG technology, we address disaster impact zones, water scarcity, and water rescue. Your contribution helps us fulfill our mission to improve access to clean water any and everywhere in the world. Support us today and help change the world. Our global mission is to support through donations. Now, you know, just people who ask, I want to invest. Well, he said, I, I'm not looking for investors. I'm looking for donations because I'm not trying to commodify water. Water is essential. Water is the elixir of life for real. So, no, we don't, you know, we're not talking about water. You know, right? So, the atmospheric water generator. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar are located in the West End here in Atlanta. On Ralph David Abernathy, across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And Wadada's Healthy, healthy uh, Smoothies, Fruit Drinks, Pastries, Dry dry Goods, all kind of good stuff. Vegan dinners on weekends on Saturday and Sunday. So, I mean, without us, has it going on? Without us, healthy market at Juice Bar. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. The Medun Bookstore at the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Mia. Love that sister. She's beautiful. The Medun Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Uh, you want to give her a call? Because she has a fine selection of books. She has postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, and so much more. Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. That's the Medu Bookstore in the Greenboro Mall. Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia. That is east of Atlanta. Jump on I-20. Headed east. Take exit 74. Make a left. Now you're headed north. About a mile or so is on the left. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. But the Gazimdia Jamu, my good friend. And uh, you want to give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Brothers and sisters, there's light in the Black Dot. Jump back on. Main Street, now go south. And when you get to I-20, make a left. You're still headed east. The next exit is exit 75. Take that exit, make a right. Three lights 
make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market family. All right. They need they need support. You know, they they have a number of businesses. And, and I said this some time ago. I wish what would have happened. Uh, and I wanted to talk to the brother because he was at the uh, Ron Daniels thing, State of the Black World Conference. You know, I've had they uh, got all the necessary money to complete the project, complete all the stories that are going to be in it. And really pushed it in the in the southeast here because there's a number of places in Tennessee and, you know, Memphis as well as Nashville as well as Chattanooga being the closest to Carolinas, Charlotte and Raleigh, from Florida, Tallahassee and Jacksonville, even Miami, you know, Mississippi, New Orleans, all those things that are in this particular area with Atlanta being a hub. And, of course, the uh, airlines, you know, um, not just, of course, uh, Delta, but all the other airlines that go fly into Atlanta. Atlanta's the busiest airport in the world. But I'm ju- what I'm saying is that. This call may be recorded or it transcribed. Could've, it could have really been something huge for um, the new Black Wall Street market and that concept and then building other ones in other places. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Ochi. <laughs> uh, yeah. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people. The Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from 9 to 10 on Blog Talk Radio. That's Blog Talk Radio forward slash blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U, us lifting us. And of course, you can call to make questions, comments, or concerns by dialing 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people. And Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, not open on Mondays. Closed on Mondays, but open Tuesday through Sunday at 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Brother B just got it going on in Macon, Georgia, from 2910 Napier Avenue, Macon, Georgia. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. Yeah, Sun Goddess Sension, one-stop natural shop located, 4140 Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Brothers and sisters, you can contact my good sister, Shelly Amonset at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. And then Sanjay Dash Aiti, my good sister, Sister Gabby. The work that she's doing with the young children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti is, is fantastic, is legendary. Providing education, health care, entrepreneurship, sustainable agriculture. They rely on us. The government does not do anything because of the, because of the situation. So go to Sanjay S O N J E dash 
Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. And of course, you know, it's it's Haiti. It's, it's not, it ain't Haiti. It ain't Haiti. It's Haiti. Beautiful the way the brothers and sisters say it. Akaben, Akaben House, Akaben Institute, Baba Baruti and Mama Yah. I can't say enough about them. Um, pretty soon, family, I have Baba Baruti on the on the program on November, November thirteenth. I can't wait. All right. The Inye Sesem of daily revolutionary thought. The Inya Sesem. The Inya Sesem. Daily revolutionary thought. October 22nd. You got these young brothers out there thinking. That they're getting something that is going to make a living with. That they can make a living with. But they're killing themselves just like the wolf was licking the blade. As they're slowly dying without knowing. Omar Yassatelli, Brother Yassatelli. At the youngest age as possible, our children must be prepared to rebuild a world from scratch if necessary. It is not a matter of wasting time reinventing the wheel. The wheel was old before those who accused us of reinventing it had come out of their caves. We cannot reinvent what we have already invented, what is already ours. Therefore, it is simply a matter of our children developing their minds so they will be able to think and build as their ancestors. Their curiosity must not be lost to anti-African educational institutions or crash capricious consumerism. If the purpose of our children's education is no more than to get a job so they can continue building others' empires while fighting each other over some temporarily discarded loose change, then it is absolutely counterproductive for us. Worse, it is treasonous and genocidal because worst, it is treasonous and genocidal because in the Caucasian's supremacist capitalist gain, their gain is our loss. If mental work cannot be connected to the care and cultivation of land and other resources, and if physical work cannot be connected to the arts and sciences, the arts and sciences, then the two cannot become one revolutionary force. And if both of these cannot be inextricably connected to spirit, they cannot transform a people or empower them within their traditions. Affirm, I believe in the power of conscious education. Affirm, I believe in the power of conscious education. Today, October 23rd, two-thirds of American Negroes would be no help to anyone anywhere. Two-thirds, the majority. Two-thirds, the other one-third, you know, maybe some benefit. <laughs> Two-thirds of American Negroes would be no help to anyone, anywhere. Bishop Henry McNeil Turner. Bishop Henry McNeil Turner says, 
God is black, God has got to be black. Because if God is a white man, there is no hope. If God is a white man, if Jesus is white, and believe me, in the minds of many of our people who have been trained to believe that Jesus is God. And there are some of people that there are some of our people who believe even to this very day, at this very moment, that to, to paint Jesus black is blasphemy. So, God is black. He's got to be black. Because if God is not black, there is no hope. Obviously, as a people, we are not prepared to engage in Urugu in battle. We are not in prepared to engage Urugu in battle. Our divisiveness in each other and openness toward other people who are against us are two of the most critical factors exposing our unpreparedness. Lack of trust and rampant our historical ignorance feed this inability to see the world that opposes us as unquestionably against us. That's right, family. We got to. <laughs> what seems unable to visualize, we seem unable to visualize ourselves as a people already armed with the might to crush our destroyers and give us their fair chance to develop ourselves into a conscious, self-defining nation. We must address why this is so. We must be brave enough to ask ourselves why we allow confusion to reign and destruction to flourish because of the two common disconnected because of the two common disconnect between African mind and spirit. It is not surprising that so many of our potential warriors cannot even see that a battle exists. Therefore, it would be impossible for them to find their rightful place on the battlefield. Although the mind enables an awareness of the assault, it is the spirit that provides the will to correct the wrong. Without knowing and will, let me just say this right here, 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 right here. You know, on this program, I'm constantly emphasizing Will every day on this program will the will to do something regardless of how things are how chaotic how messed up but the will to rise above that the will to bring us together to do is vitally important therefore it would be impossible for them to find their rightful place on the battlefield although the mind enables in awareness of the assault, it is the spirit that provides the will to correct wrong. Without knowing and will, muscle mass atrophies or becomes distorted, while its strength and stamina, when used, becomes misdirected toward glamour and other voluntary forms of submissive self-pacification. Affirm. I recognize that we are at war. Affirm. I recognize that we are at war. And I know some people say, well, I don't know about, I keep saying that we're at war for the minds of our people. That's my line. I'll say it. 
And that's why I'm here. That's what it's, that's why this program exists. That's why I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Trying to put something on the mind of our people. It's a, this is a battle for the African mind. And who is going to control it? Those outside of us? Or are Africans going to control the African mind? <sighs> Man, I tell you. Yes, family. Uh, today and had a number of things I was going I was going to do, but you know what I'm going to do? I am going to read from the arrow. I had contacted brothers and sisters with the arrow down in San Antonio, Texas. They're not um, based based upon talking with the sister, not doing a lot of things, and I'm putting the arrow out. I wanted to take a, a, a subscription out again, put some advertising in the arrow. It's been a, it's been a while. I, if you listen to this program, I mean, you might say, who, the arrow? Because, right, it's been over a year since I talked about the arrow. The newspaper of the Institute of the New World, you know, the African world, supporting African unity, you know. The arrow, yeah, out of San Antonio. I'll never forget the brothers out of San Antonio. And that's when, uh, that's when Baba Phil Johnson is still living. He's an ancestor. He's been an ancestor for quite a few years. And uh, it's because it's a while ago uh, with the National Black United Front. Because I've been here now nine years. And I was in Milwaukee. And we went to to Houston. Went to Houston and had the conference at the Shape Center. But unfortunately, we didn't get a good turnout. We, we got a good turnout from the usual strong National Black United Front chapters, Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, definitely Kansas City, Houston, you know. <sighs> yeah. But I love my brother, Brother Kofi Taharka. I love the President Emeritus. Oh, you know I do. Dr. Conrad Whirl. And the brothers in there. Oh, man, Brother Mickey Dean and the work he's constantly doing. And the brothers and sisters in uh, Kansas City. One of them, of course, has moved to the motherland. Yeah. And that's a brother who is integrity is beyond reproach. Jamu Webster. Brother Jamu Webster. Beautiful man. And his wife and children. Yep. So I'm going to going to uh, read from the uh, the arrow. Yeah. Read from the arrow, the, the newspaper for the Institute of the African World, and it's just a great newspaper. And, and I'm gonna contact them to find out when they're going to start, because uh, they just have all kind of good stuff in it. Yeah, talking about COVID and other health of viruses killing our people, chemical riot control agents that when they start throwing stuff out. People are, you know, demonstrating and, you know, they throw uh, the stuff out there, man, and gases and liquid that burns the face and eyes. Man. Yeah. 2015. 
Bible. Phil Johnson. Actually, they call him Babu. Like my grandchildren call me Babu. And many of the other, <laughs> last night, well, yesterday was a party for my grandson, but today is his birthday. October 23rd, my grandson, the youngest one, Zion. And uh, he's 16. <laughs> and so all of his friends call me Babu. You know. All his guys on his basketball team and other friends and family, Babu. <laughs> and so, Bubba, James, Phil, Johnson, in San Antonio. Like I said, I met him when he brought a number. In fact, had they not, had that group not gone to uh, Houston for the InBuff conference, oh man, we <laughs> shoot, our numbers would have been pathetic. They weren't great, even with them. But man, but their but but their being there was just beautiful. Young people. And, and that night when we had our uh, our dinner that Saturday, they were beautifully dressed. And yeah. Yep. It was at the Shape Center in Houston. Yeah. James, Babu, Babu Phil. Johnson was born on December 31st, 1940 in Baltimore. Brother from Baltimore. Love Baltimore. One of my best friends. That's right, Brother Irv. Irv Lewis, one of my best friends. And of course, I, there's some other folks there in Baltimore I have affection for always. My first trip to Baltimore, 1983. That's right. It was May, 1983. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. And how, of course, how I remember it was May and it was the NBA Finals. The Lakers against the Sixers. The faux, faux, faux Sixers. Yeah, Moses Malone. They only lost one game. That was to the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks, but they swept everybody else. The faux, faux, faux Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was the youngest of eight children born to Calvert Sr. and Lillian Johnson as a youth he organized friends into various groups and clubs including gospel choirs that performed around the Baltimore area enlisting in the army that's one thing I, I have to say that, and I've, I've said this before that kind of perplexes me but I think it shouldn't because what happens is that the, the the military service gives you structure and discipline and so therefore you you know how to do things in a way and other people do and some don't you know but how to do things in a way that are structured and uh, you know because I can, I can Baba Baruti he's in the service many of the cats in the service you know so, you know, brother, brother Ben Inja, he's in the, still in the service. He's outstanding, man. Ben Inja. 
Enlisting in the Army in 62, he continued his leadership role by organizing fellow soldiers and speaking out against injustice and discrimination regardless of the consequences. Preparing to use his middle name, Do, preferring to use his middle name, Do, to several James Johnsons in his unit, Babu Phil received a field commission with was promoted from enlisted ranks to an officer. To fulfill the requirement of the officer's ranking, Babu Phil enrolled in college, attending San Antonio College for an associate's degree and eventually earning his bachelor's from Our Lady of the Lake University in 1975. As a student of Our Lady of the Lake University, he organized the American African Student Union and became the group's first president upon graduation, Babu Phil. And the reason I keep saying Babu because I know the affection, you know, of that word for those of us who are Babu, you know, who are. So, and I know those children who called him that loved him. Babu Phil, first upon graduation, received orders for an assignment at Fort Dietrich's, Fort Dietrich's Maryland family. That's where the AIDS virus was created. During his assignment, he worked with youth in the local community of Fredericks and later organized the community people for community action. Community people for community action organization were dealt with issues affecting the community, realizing that education of self and knowledge of our history was needed. Babu Phil founded the Organization for African Unity. He says, I mean, let me just be real. He says black. I don't know we use that, but. You know me, I, I, you know, just like Dr. Clark said, there's no black, this is Africa, this is Africa, it's Africa. I know we can use it interchangeably, and I had that conversation with um, Renoko, Renoko Rashidi. And in fact, I got to get the information because Renoko, uh, Brother Tony Browder is doing a documentary on Renoko, and I got to get that information because I want to see it and I want you to see it. Because, um, I mean, even though, <laughs> you know, but. Renoko went around the world physically documenting the African presence, documenting our presence around the world. Okay. Realizing that education of self and knowledge of our history was needed, Babu Phil founded the Organization for African Unity in 76. The group developed a San Antonio branch in 79. This location later became and remains its principal headquarters. Babu Phil retired from the Army's Medical Officer Service Corps in 1982 and has a captain and began devoting his energy toward the advancement of the Organization for African Unity. As an organization's program director and senior staff member, he became known as Babu Phil. Babu, of course, is Swahili for grandfather. Under his leadership, programs and events were developed that centered youth and adults in our African history. Additionally, in keeping with the vision of bringing African people together, he traveled and participated in various workshops and conferences, always seeking ways to strengthen the financial independence of African people and, of course, the organization of African unity. Babu Phil briefly engaged in multi-level sales. However, upon realizing that this venue would siphon off the time needed to program development, he began to consider investing as a means 
of establishing a stronger financial foundation for the organization. This led to his founding of the Onyx Investment Club in 1988. Other business ventures such as African Voices Bookstore, a few other choices restaurant, a few other choices, a few choices restaurant were developed to provide the community with a service, an opportunity to practice cooperative economics through buying African. Babu Phil assumed the role of principal cook in the restaurant in the beginning stages. That brother could do it all, man. Love this man. Babu Phil was instrumental in developing the, the primary program of the Organization of African Unity, the new. Let me go to the page. Yeah. Be patient, family. I appreciate I appreciate your patience. I really do. The New World Learning Center. The New World Learning Center grew out of a vision to provide African children with an educational experience that would root them in their history and culture and prepare them to use their skills to improve. And that's, that's, that's something that we must understand is that wh- that's what we need, educational centers. And we need to gear them towards our young people as well as older people as well, you know. When Babu Phil's guidance... The New World Learning Centers added grades each year until it reached the 12th grade in 1999. While this was an accomplishment, Babu envisioned a New World Learning Center center ultimately expanding to the university level. A loving and visionary master teacher, philanthropist, organizer, and pan-Africanist and multicultural nationalist, Babu Phil's life work consists of serving others and promoting unity. As a servant of the people, he was not hesitant about assuming the role of chief cook and bottle washer if it meant unifying Africa. I say, I say, whatever I have to do, whatever sacrifices I have to make, I'm going to tell you right now, and I've said this many times, I give up, you know, I love sports. I'm played, you know, um, know a little bit about something, about a little few of them. You know, it's playoff time. Uh, in fact, I've always said that October is the month for 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 professional sports. You have uh, the baseball World Series upcoming. You have football in, in full swing. You have basketball about to start. In fact, this week, basketball is starting. The NBA will, we, will start. Uh, hockey, hockey has already started. Other things happen, so October. But I give all of that up. Personally, I wouldn't watch a damn minute if I knew that we're on the road to African liberation, self-determination, sovereignty. And he said, in order to achieve that, you give this up in a heartbeat. It wouldn't even be a second damn thought. Yeah, so... Anyway, back to Babu Phil. A loving visionary master teacher organizer. Yeah, that's what he was. Though he believed and practiced the philosophy 
that your word is your bond. I do too. Babu Phil also believed that simply talking about true freedom for African people was not sufficient. He believed in the doing, both being both reflective and active. I say, doing. I definitely believe our words is our bond, but it is action, it's physically, physical action. It is about doing. It is about doing. So now you know who Babu Phil is, the brother who started the organization in this newspaper that I have in my hand, the Arrow. I says, I don't know, I might have put him in a box somewhere. I, I, I would keep this newspaper. Haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it in a while. You know. They would always have tips about organizing and so forth and all kinds of good information and programs yeah, like here, tips tips for when African people come together. Number one, evaluate our relationships in order to make improvements. Discuss how the children are doing and how we may help them do better. Number three, discuss how we may become more informed and active in our communities. Number four, work out a plan for community organizations before getting involved in politics on any level. Number five, discuss our interaction to ensure it is cooperative, not competitive. Number six, discuss if you're consciously managing your thoughts, words, and deeds, or if you're following along with the popular culture. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He always had a wish list, too, of stuff that, you know, that hopefully somebody would be willing to donate. That turn the Nat Turner Scholarship Fund for Freedom and Excellence, Marcus Garvey, Business Day, the Sankofa Gardens. Now I'm telling you, this is just so beautiful. I love this. And then, of course, uh, this was the fall, so uh, the misgiving in African-centered, indigenous-centered view uh, by Mama Marimba, my dear friend, who is the motherland she's she's in Ghana and she's going to go other places I know when I saw her a couple weeks ago when I met with her talking with a brother from um, Uganda and planning to go there while she's there that's great that's what you should do you know yeah yeah all kind of good stuff article here on Chancellor Williams and Queen and Zinga, you know, preparing for survival. <laughs> yeah, how you grow your own food and so forth. I'll tell you, it's just, this is a beautiful um, newsletter. What does the Organization for African Unity want? We want to see the divisions of African people come to an end, I say. We want to see the African community move collectively to develop African-owned and operated businesses. We want to develop a sense of African culture, not craziness, not no slickness. We're talking about African culture where elders are respected, the ancestors are venerated and looked towards, the children are protected and educated. 
the teenagers find ways to be productive. Control our community and our culture. Number four, we want to control the education of our children through the creation of African-centered institutions that teach and train our youth and adults alike in the knowledge of self and the universe we live in. Number five, we want institutions built for the constructive educational cultural development of the community. Number six, we want to see a cadre of young men emerge and young women. Let me put that in there. They don't have it in there, but I'm going to put it in there. That's right. You want to see a cadre of young men and young women emerge with the purpose of protecting the legal and moral character of our community. Number seven, we want to see an African value system come about that will prepare us for a more collective and productive way of life. This value system is the Nguza Saba. And of course, the Nguza Saba is Yemoja, unity. Kujitagalia, self-determination. Ujima, collective work responsibility. Ujamaa, cooperative economics. Nia, purpose. Kumba, creativity. And Imani, faith. And they have some honoring and remembering some of the um, organizations of African unity family, friends, and supporters that were remembered and those who made an impact. They even have one of my good brothers, Brother G2 Waiusi. Yeah. So they have a number of a number of them. I don't know many of these people, but I know G2 Waiusi. Yes, I do. Yeah. Les Campbell. He was born in 1939 and he made his transition 10 years ago. Wow. 2013. Baba G2 was born Leslie Campbell on October 25th. That's right. Birthday will be coming up in 39. In Bedford-Stuyvesant, in Bed-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, his involvement in the Ocean Hill-Brownsville conflict, which pushed for community control of public schools, is legendary. Out of this conflict emerged Urusasa, the Urusasa, which is Swahili for freedom now. Uhuru Sasha. Uhuru Sasha. The first African independent private school in New York. Brother G2 changed his name from Campbell to Baba G2 Wausi. Baba G2 was one of 14 individuals who formed a council of independent African institutions and served as a chair from 1972 until 1976. In the 1980s, Baba G2, along with others, created a National Black United Front, a coalition of local grassroots organizations that addressed many issues in the community, and particularly police brutality. He also served as the chair of the New York chapter of MBUF. Baba G2 became the Organization for African Unity's founder and group director. Babu Phil Johnson to New York at the East in 1970 to provide information on institution building. So he, him and G2 worked together. They worked together. Yeah, G2 Wausi. Yeah. Mm. 
All right. And and one of <laughs> this is always loved this here at the on, on the back of the newspaper, the arrow. They said leaders wanted reward, freedom, justice, and power. Study these individuals for qualifications. Winnie Mandela, Stephen Biko, Fannie Lou Hamer, Baba Jake Carruthers, Queen Mother Moore, Babu Phil Johnson, Yah Asantiwa, and Dr. John Henry Clark. Study those four. Yeah. I tell you, great men and women. So, uh, we're going to take a break. We come back from the break. We're going to uh, read from the arrow. On the front of the page is a narrative by Babu Phil of what is being discussed that day. And this is going to be talking about the same game with a different name. Slavery, segregation, and integration are all systems of oppression. They're all systems of oppression. So we're going we're gonna to do that when we come back from the break. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. Let me do this right quick. Oh, yeah, we, we, we're definitely good to go. Like you, don't want you are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie. On time for an awakening media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Coastline. That was uh, my brother Kwekusi's coastline. Yeah. So. Oh, I, you know what? I, I wanted to do an announcement that I didn't do that I'm going to do now is uh, talk about Akaban Institute before I get back to the arrow and the narrative by Baba uh, Babu Fell, which is the same game with a different name. Slavery, segregation, and integration are all systems of oppression. The Akaban Institute fundraising that is happening and uh, and that's for the month of October to help educate African people is the work that we have chosen to do and to the best of our ability we have applied our time, energy and resources to this promise for the last 24 academic years at Akaban Institute, 24 years as we strive to be a model of what it means to be truly African-centered educational institution. Our goal is to consistently and uncompromisingly assist in moving our people toward sovereignty. Without question, we have not been alone. So we recognize and humbly give thanks for the generous support of our community throughout these challenging years. That's right, these challenging years. Um, And so what uh, Baba Baludi and Mama Hedia are asking, so I'm cutting to the chase, is that um, you do what I've done, become a contributor to the Ackerman Institute. You know, PayPal, go to Yabaludi at Yahoo. Cash App, go to dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. Make your donation to Akabin Institute. And also, too, I mentioned that the Higher Ground has a course. And the entire collection of 29 books and five study guides by Baruti, which is valued, at over $800, will be on sale for $600 during the month of October. $600. You can equip yourself. You can go through all the books, but not more than that. And of course, on the 4th of October, which is next week, next week, Saturday, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday at 4 o'clock, from 12 noon to 2 p.m., Donations for Warriors, $10. For Warriors in Training, $5. In the program, Power and Practicality. A presentation by Baba Baruti. And of course, if you're going to use PayPal, Yah, Y-A-A, Baruti, at Yahoo. Or if you're going to use Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, letter M, Baruti. And, of course, put power and practicality, your name and your email address so you can be contacted. All right. And then Mama Enia programmed that same day, that Saturday, October, November 4th. Saturday, November 4th, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., Embracing African Womanhood. Same thing with the, with the Cash App and same thing with power, PayPal. 
and Kibuka. November 18th, Saturday from 6 to 9, November 18th, Kibuka. Remembering the Middle Passage through the eyes of our ancestors, Kibuka. And that's going to be at the... Uh, I know there piece that you can check it out online keep that you know you put the information in once again PayPal and Cash App. In fact, it's a family if you have a family or whatever how that many that are $20. If you have a couple, you got a two car couple, just $15. $15. Individual $10 and of course a young warrior $5. And include your name Kibuka, K-E-B-U-K-A, Kibuka, your name, your email address, so they can send you the link. Yes, Kibuka, and that's going to be at the, uh, over there on Metropolitan Parkway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. And so, uh, getting back to the piece here. The arrow. I said that I love this paper. I really do. I really do. I fell in love with it, and, he's, and I subscribed to it. And uh, suddenly, I didn't, you know, didn't do it. That's that happens, you know. <laughs> the same game with a different name. Slavery, segregation, and integration are all systems of oppression. By Babu Phil. Phil Johnson. The ultimate goal of leadership of Caucasian nationalism is world control over land, products, and means of production. That's right, to control everything that happens. That's what the, that's what the Caucasian want to do. Together, uh, in order to hold this fragile concept of European world dominance, Together, the leaders of Caucasian nationalism must control the minds of the people who are outside of them. It is here that a wide range assortment of tactics and strategies are employed to this end, one of which is manipulation. As Pablo Ferre points, puts it, manipulation is another dimension of the theory of anti-dialogue action. And like strategy of division, it is an instrument of conquest. When we begin to see through the many systems put in place to control us, the European nationalist leadership comes up with the new systems, hence the same game, but with a different name. During captivity, the captors was our God, and we were his property. No human rights of any kind were afforded. Humiliation was daily. We were addressed as niggers. You know, ain't not niggas. That's us. Any nigga. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard somebody, and believe me, I, I've, I mean, I cuss myself. So I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Hear somebody say, hear one of us say, "Hey, nigger, what's up?" You know, no, nigger. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, family. Because we don't own that word. We don't own nothing. Especially, we don't want to. I want us to own a word that 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 they cre- 
created to describe our dimensionless. I don't. The African overseer who reported to Caucasians, who was controlled by the captor, enforced laws and policies. Reading, writing, arithmetic were restricted and punishable by humiliation and death. Caucasian people had to sanction all human activities we engaged in. We lived on their land, divided by those who lived in and near the house and those who lived in the in the captive quarters. For jobs and position, we were ranked by our color, color stratification. The lighter Africans being favored, all basic needs, food, clothing, protection, and shelter were provided by the captor based on what he felt would keep us working and producing. The captor engaged in rape, lynching and burning at will. He was the law and there was no law above him. All of those above activities were taken to ensure that supremacy, the politics of racial domination, of culture, of cultural, racial cultural See, ain't no such thing as racist cultures. So it's the culture. They impose their culture. The cultural domination would control the minds of every African. It wasn't long before the harsh conditions of our captivity began to weigh so heavily that the number of Africans participating in the rebellions began to increase. While we were clearly up confusion and looking to our future, the oppressor moved quickly to redefine and relabel our condition from captivity to segregation. The same game, but with a different name. In segregation, like our captivity, we lived on their land, but separated in areas designated by him. He had to work the land or factories for small wages, never paid the same as Caucasians. This wage was used to buy food, clothing, and shelter from the captor, who owned everything. The Caucasian man was our ruler and we were his servants. No human or civil rights were afforded. Humiliation was daily. Humiliation was daily. Yeah. Name. No human. Humiliation was daily. Reading, writing, and arithmetic were restricted and even theorized. Learning was discouraged by suggestions. Smart niggas don't live long or get paid. The oppressor would drive over to our side of town to rape, lynch, and burn us for sport. This practice not only was encouraged, but also legalized by the Jim Crow laws. The laws and policies were enforced by the overseer who was now a minister or a teacher who reported to a council of white leaders who were under the control of the wealthy elite. However, being isolated from this so-called master social, political, and economic community forced us to provide needed services for ourselves. It would not be long before these minor economic growth would threaten the concept of total as all kinds of businesses and services began to spring up, the once segregated society became two separate societies, one African 
in one Caucasian. Once again, the oppressor had to alter the environment to subvert our growing consciousness, to crush the growth that would lead to economic and political self-determination. The leaders ushered in the system of integration, the same game with a different name. In integration, we would submit to the surgical removal of the economic and political growth of our communities and in and buy into the illusion that we would that we would share equally the political, economic, and social power of the US. Instead of our leaders instead, our leaders were co opted and and relocated back with the with the with the so called captor. Caucasian business leaders took control of institutions and businesses that had provided all the life-giving and life-sustaining resources and services in the segregated masses. All businesses and institutions were created by our leadership during the period of segregation would be co-opted, dismantled, or discredited. No, we had to be properly prepared to accept integration, the same game, but what a different name. Okay, go find page 10. This madness. Integration like captivity and segregation is a system designed to control our minds for the continued service to Caucasian people. The format for total control is still the same. We are living on the dominant elite's land. We had designated a few of us to live near and with them while the masses remain segregated and impoverished. We still work for the Caucasian. We, we are divided by our wages and color of our skin, lighter ones being more favored. Our human and civil rights are still denied. Education is used to contain the masses in a sub- subsegregated role while marginally assimilating a few to make to few to mask the oppressor's true intent. All basic needs, food, clothing, water, shelter, and protection are controlled by the oppressor. The wages we earn from the sale of our labor are used to buy from the Caucasian to meet our needs. Let me just tell you. Let me let me tell you what just hit me: the fact that here in Atlanta, with all these folks here, and all the talk about how progressive we are, and all the talk about this is Wakanda. This ain't no damn Wakanda. We don't even own a supermarket here. In my media area, that I'm quite sure there are cleaners, but not in my media area. And I live in one of the areas here in the city. I live in the city. We don't have one service station where we can go pump some gas and it is us. So don't tell me, man. Damn shame. All basic needs provided by the oppressor. The wages we earn. Labor. The oppressor is still lynching us, raping us, and burning us. We're still called all those names and policies of Caucasian supremacy racism, small, highly visible middle class, which created 
as the new overseer who reports to local Caucasian council or boards which are controlled by the whites' domination. Yeah. That's how it, that's how it goes, doesn't it? The same old game with another name properly defines this treadmill life in which we are contained. Moving toward freedom and injustice is only an illusion created by words, tokens, or promises of advancement projected by media, especially TV. TV. The physical chains were removed from our bodies when the peculiar institution was relabeled and redefined as segregation. But the economical chains were placed on our labor when the separate but equal system of segregation was redefined. Now the psychological chains have been placed on our minds in the melting pot system of integration with its technological image control system, the creation of a few interracial communities, the illusion of equality, multiculturalism, freedom and success. While the, while the images maintained previously are projected via TV, movies, music, computers, we base still firmly committed to Caucasian, European Caucasian supremacy, racism, and privilege. That's right, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the oppressors of African people everywhere. All of these social ex- experiences are an illusion of change projected through manipulating programs, activities, and the environment. They're all, they're all illusionary. And the environment to subvert our consciousness. When we analyze slavery, segregation, and integration, we discover that we are still powerless and the oppressor is still in power. The only change that has taken place is the name of the system oppressing us. The humiliated, offensive, absolute control over our manity by Caucasian people is still as tight and unyielding as ever. If we are to break this vicious cycle of oppression, we must, with all deliberate speed, commit to the ideology of Pan-Africanism. I say, <laughs> Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. We must submit to Pan-African nationalism, the coming together of all African people for political, economic, and self-determination of African everywhere, of Africans everywhere. United, we can reclaim African land, working and managing the land to provide the needs for African people. We can also develop an African market where African businesses and commerce can be carried out under the authority of Africans, not under the domination of Europeans to be colonial or neocolonial. In the diaspora, all African people, descendants must heal our wounds and cease to hate our African selves. We must use our united power to participate in nation building, the reclaiming and redevelopment of African spiritual, educational, economic systems. Our community must be free 
from Caucasian domination. We must create institutions responsible for developing, maintaining, and advancing the interest and image of African people everywhere. Our failure to embrace self-determination will result in being manipulated and paid off until we are genocidaled, until we are genocide from this planet. The same game with a different name. That, my brothers and sisters, is the arrow and the narrative that Babu Phil puts out each month. It was, it was monthly, and then it became quarterly, four times a year. And, uh, and now it's not happening. I, I, I'm going to call them and thank them. I did call them up a message, but I'm going to talk to somebody, see what's happening. I've asked one of the sisters to come on the program, but uh, she didn't want to do that. Hey. That's okay. Yeah, I appreciate them. Have a lot of love and respect for them. Uh, anything that I said or anything that you want on your mind, give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We have a number you already in the queue. You know what to do. Hit star twice. Hit star twice so we can engage in some kind of dialogue. I appreciate that. Hit star twice, family. Those who are listening, give me a call at 215-490-9832. This Wednesday, I'm going to do some research. Uh, We're going to talk about the the Osage, the murders that happened in the the new book that came out, and the movie, the Martin Scorsese movie, Martin Scorsese uh, with De Niro and What's his name? DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio. Because this this movie we need to see. We need to see this movie. We're going to talk about it from an African perspective. We understand that it was the Osage Indian, which was, of course, the same time as Black Wall Street, that they were being murdered. The same time as Black Wall Street, when the crackers vamped on Black Wall Street. The same thing with these indigenous people discovering oil on their land, the land that these crackers drove them to on the Trail of Tears and then come find that they had oil, then they moved in on them and started to kill them, poison them, shoot them in the back of their head. But yeah, we'll talk about that on Wednesday, family, so be be prepared. Uh, 202, 202, good afternoon. Greetings, brother Oshie. Hey, Rick, what's up, man? How you doing today, brother? How was your weekend? Man, I'm as long as my eyes open, I'm I'm fine in the right morning, on. you know. That's right. But uh, that that's really the only thing that matters, right? That's right. I mean, it we is. Get, we live to we live to try to improve each day. Yeah, got one more day to try that's to. Right. Improve. You know, I was so impressed with what you read because yeah. you know it it showed it 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 revealed a few things, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to get uh, down on anybody, but what you read as past tense is absolutely the same thing today. Yeah. It hasn't changed. Right. You know, it has not changed. And that I think was the point that he was making and giving those demonstrations to show how things were and, 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 and actually revealing how things are. Yes, you're right. You know, we got so many people that have no idea, Oshi, of what you just read being 
uh, current affairs. Mm-hmm. This is how this society has been structured. Mm-hmm. We are all we 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 we're in two categories. We're either enslaved or we are slaves. I consider people like you and I and some of your other calls, we are enslaved because we're working on a big old technological plantation. Yeah. I mean, we'd be lying to say otherwise. Right. But then there's so many other people who are happy. Oh, she, they're happy to be slaves. They're happy as long as they can go out Friday night and get drunk and get some <laughs> pussy. Yeah. Man, they are, they, are re- they are happy to be slaves. Yeah. And those are become just as 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 and, man, and, and I don't listen, want to use listen, the term Rick, enemy. Listen, Rick, they don't want a damn thing to change either. They, they they're more than willing to, to you know, in fact, when that wasn't that back when we were coming up, we used to call our job our slave. Remember that? Going to the slave, man. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. Cause, cause, and that's what it was. And and so we can get paid. And they, nowadays, so we can get paid. No, go ahead, and then, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. Yep. So we can get paid and live for the weekend. You know. Yep. For uh, the weekend. It, There's so, even so songs that about Oh yeah, that, that's that's the OJ's. I play it periodically. Yeah. Along with Johnny Kemp's uh, uh, Friday Night Just Got Paid. Shoot. Yes, sir. In fact, I even mentioned and that a that, few that, times about uh, when I play some yeah, music you, on Friday. It's like a good Friday song. You know, get you hyped up, get you ready, and put you in that mood. And and that's the pacification yes. for that weekend for you to come back Monday all yes. over again. Be a happy slave. That's <laughs> yep. it, man. Yep. I'm I'm oh see, I'm just tempted. We you know, those of us that see things for what they are, we're gonna have to somehow and it can be done, but it's gonna take some work. But we're gonna have to you know, the people that have influenced me, and I, I imagine they have had a strong influence on you as well is those who realize we got to separate from these people. Yeah. And I don't mean just yeah. I don't mean just physically. If we don't separate from them mentally, the yes. physical separation really won't matter. Yeah. You know, because like you like you identified in the beginning of this conversation, we still go to their stores, we buy their cars, we get their electricity, yeah. we use their everything, money, everything. You know, we we, everything. Can, we kill each other for, mm-hmm. to get a, a picture, a piece of paper with their president's picture. And I got to say this, too. These white women have become just as bad, if not worse, than the cultural white man. All you do when you turn on the TV, I don't even look at TV. Man, I might turn TV on two minutes during the day. But all you see is these little modern-day white women who just as bad. Just as bad. There ain't, ain't no difference between them except they don't right. have a penis. That's right. that's the only difference. They're they the are same. just as dramatic. Yeah. Just the same. Because culturally and racially and psychologically, they are the same people. A black man walk in the room with a whole lot of white women, they all grab their pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could be there to, 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 to take them to their next level. They don't care. What they see in their mind is what they get. And yeah. in their mind, and so I'm, I'm just saying we got to be prepared then to leave these people alone and leave those of of our. our I, I don't want to say our race because we're not a race; we're original. We are the original people. Mm-hmm. But some right. of these folks, man, they they have become just as poisonous, you know, to our future mm-hmm. as as any white person could ever be. Because, like you identified and I identified, all they want to do is get out on Friday night. Get some pussy, get mm-hmm. some drunk, 
and go to get ready. You know, we go to church on That's Sunday, right. and, <laughs> and then, then I'll you know what I'm saying. Line. Go back, go back yeah. to the plantation on Monday, man. Yep. It's horrible, man. Yep. And I'm, I'm really getting. I'm, I'm all ready to get me a plane ticket that goes any place it goes. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, that's, I don't care. That is the routine, brother. That is the routine. And some people are settled, yes, are easily settled to do that the rest of their lives. The rest and of their so, lives. Oh, sure. I just want you to know I appreciate you, brother. I, I really thank you, do. brother. And, you know, I appreciate uh, you too, dear brother. I, I don't know how many people I don't know how many people you got there on the line, but I know mm-hmm. a whole lot of people are learning some things. And uh uh continue your work, brother. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Peace, brother. All right. Yes, sir. 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Good afternoon, Mama Nabantu. Hey, how are you? I'm doing I well. Got, yeah, I got almost got scammed. That's why I couldn't get to you. You almost got scammed. Don't delete no, Oh man, I was all the way in <laughs> until uh they came up with my bank. My bank information, right in front of my face. I said, oh, hell no. I turned the phone, turned the phone off, turned the Yeah, slammed that phone down in their face. Yeah, huh? man. Turn them off. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, so I almost. When it said Norton's family, there it was. Mm-hmm. They did it. What they said, they do. I'm telling you, these scammers are, right. are real. They are. Yeah, I, I've, I've had to change my account at. Citizens Trust, you know, I, I bank, you know, everything I try to do, I try to do with us. And, but, you know, then my family talking about, that's because you bank with these black folks and so forth. Not happens to every other bank, too. Shit, you know, just happened because they, they us. But I just do stuff because I wanted to do stuff with us. Right, I, you exactly. know? Shh. Mm-hmm. Man, but they, it's, it's been a headache because they have, they have uh, hacked into my bank, bank account, and next thing I know, I got charges that I know ain't me. You know, I know I, I'm not I'm not uh, 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 going to DoorDash and and I sure the hell ain't going to Chevron. I don't go to those service stations. You know, this ain't me. You know, so in yeah. fact, one one uh, one time it was over two hundred something dollars. So hmm. finally, I changed everything. I changed the the account number and of course changed the credit. The debit card number and all that stuff had to do it. Yeah, and all of my ID, mm-hmm. passcode for my bank. Yeah, because uh, they they saw it. I mean, it was right in the face, and I couldn't tell where they had remotely looking at my account. As I was looking at, it, I was like, "Oh hell no!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they would say, "Oh, you think we're trying to steal your money?" I said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, so. Otherwise, you don't know how was your weekend? Good weekend for you, Mama Nabantu? Yeah, it was uh, much slower than the previous. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. All yeah. right, dear. Okay. Was, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to um, talk oh, about. Oh yeah, what have I'm, you guys been talking about Israel, Palestine? Have y'all been talking about that? Oh yeah. Oh definitely, definitely. We've talked about that. Uh, in, in fact, movie, uh, in but, fact, I had brother, um, brother Ayo Kamathi irritated Genion in his new book. Uh, the Jews are uh-huh. the problem. The Jews are the problem. We had that on. Yeah. yeah. Well, that movie that they're saying we should look at is called Road to Apartheid. 
road to apartheid. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, it's about an hour and 15 something minutes okay. long. I looked at it last night and it's just so sad. Oh, is it? Okay. Road to I mean, Let me write they, this down. Road to uh, and they compare South Africa with uh, sure. their part with Israel. Right. Right. It's not South Africa. Mm hmm. Yeah. Road to a process. Otherwise, otherwise, dear, you okay? Yeah, we're doing good. Road to Apartheid documentary. Okay, I can I can get that off of YouTube, correct? I just got it. Um, I don't know. If it, I just put it in the browser and it popped up. Okay. I think it is on YouTube. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, the the one I'm dealing with is the. Um, the Osage people, the, the new movie that's coming out with uh, De Niro and, and um, DiCaprio on what happened what's to the Osage people. You know, what's the name of it? The Flowered Moon, The Murders of the Flowered Moon. The yeah, Flowered Moon? Yeah. It's a three and a half hour long movie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I know. Three and a half hour long okay, movie. Give me, give, give me the name again. It's the, uh, okay. it's the flower? Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me get that. I left it upstairs. Well, you can text it to me later. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to get it. I got to get it even for myself. Um, so I, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that, okay? And All right. I, and Appreciate it. Before, it. Thank yeah. you. All right, dear. Uh, okay. Brother Paul, good afternoon. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good. How are you, <laughs> Baba Oshi? Uh, Brother, just like you, man, if I have another day to live, another day to breathe, I'm doing well, and I'll try my best to make something happen. Yes, sir. That 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 is the attitude we need for life, man. Right. We need That's to right. appreciate every moment and every breath. We need to appreciate and make the best of it, man, because the reality of it is life can be snuffed out in a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can spend 80 years on this earth doing all the things that you should do, and then within a second, you're gone. So that's the reality of our life, whether we like it or not. Right. So, we, you know, we need to appreciate every mm -hmm. second and, you know, just give thanks for life always. Yeah. So I'm so glad to hear that, Baba Ochi. Baba Ochi, you know, um, you know, I'm sorry to hear what's happened to our sister, um, you know, and maybe, you know, you'll, you'll um, one day spend some time because I, I could give some information which could help people, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. the reality of it is fraud in uh, in America, because I look at the statistics and uh, in the UK is extremely high. I mean, I mean, really, really high. I mean, I look at it and I, I mean, and, and the reality of it is... In reality, it's almost what what really pees me off, right? Is that like for instance? Let me give you an example. I'm talking about where most people are not aware of. You know, when you're using software, like you're on a computer on the phone, it might suggest to you, um, like you go on a site and it says you put your password and it, and it says, oh, store your password. Yeah, the site the site actually says you to do that. It tells you store your password, and um, obviously people don't understand. They just go along with it, you know, sure. store it. So next time they don't have to go through all of the procedures. Right. But the reality of that is, and this is what pees me off, the reality of that is a hacker can get that password because it's stored somewhere. It's stored mm -hmm. on a server. Right. So when you when you come onto the uh, like your phone, it says, "I'll oh, store the password." Yeah, 
it's stored in two places. It could be stored in the phone's memory or it could be sto- stored on the server. A good hacker can get that. I mean, the reality of it is now there's programs. You don't even need to be a good hacker. There's programs you can get which can find the password. But yet the, the software is actually telling you to store it. You know, and it's just ridiculous, man. It, you know, you know, and but there are ways around it. You know, what I mean, if you don't use the same browser, most people use the same browser on the phone, um, whether it be Google. Google is the worst browser you could be using, to be honest it, with it you, is. because it, it it just it just records every detail about you. You know, I, I'm not going to go on too long, but there, there's a brother who um, the Cardinalton show, and he's always telling people to Google. And every time I hear him say that, it really winds me up because Google is not your friend. Google takes every detail of what you have and sells it on. It sells it. That's how it makes yeah, his money. How do you think it's the biggest company in the world? It sells every piece of information on you. Yeah, because right? the algorithms, so, the algorithms through Google, next thing you, you've done something, and, and 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 or you inquired about something or you went somewhere and now where you went or what you inquired about is constantly on your feeds, constantly on Facebook, constantly on other feeds. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. And all devices, no devices. Yeah. Because because it takes the IMEI number off the device. The IMEI number is a device on a, a, a number which is registered to every single device. So every device in your house is registered with Google. Every device you link to, or, and, and actually gone a step further than that. You know what the phone does now, what they've done? It just searches for devices. You don't even have to ask it. You put your phone on, it starts to look around the area in every device. If it's the next door neighbor, then it registers it so it knows exactly where you are at all times and what devices you're using. This is the length these people are at. You understand? But there are ways you can, you know, avoid personally, avoid using Google. You know I mean? There are other search engines you can use all over the place and because the reality of it is is if people want to defraud that's what they're looking for they're looking for that information mm. and uh, unfortunately it is hackable you know what i mean and right. most people's uh credit card numbers are stored in asia I, I, listen if i tell you the truth for what's going on here you know you, you can buy lists of it you can buy lists of people's credit card numbers which people just buy and just use randomly you obviously and the banks know all this you know so Fraud is, uh, you know, and when you've been hurt, I remember a, friend, a, a family member last year, just before Christmas, they had their bank accounts totally wiped out. Just, I think, two days before Christmas, uh, husband and wife totally wiped out. You know what I mean? They left no money, you know? And um, the, the other problem is that although the banks can trace what's happened, sometimes they blacklist people. Even yeah. knowing that you've been, you know, it's just such a, you know, one well, day you give some time, we could discuss well, these things well for sure i would love to do that need to do that yeah i know that people, i know that the bank the bank returned i know the bank returned uh the funds that were not done by me you know uh, in, to to my account to me but sounds like you're saying sometimes you can get wiped out and and there's nothing you can do you're just wiped well, out I, what I'm, what I'm, no, look i've seen oh. to be honest but I, you know, I, I take an interest in these things. You know, uh, when I had my business, a few people used to work for me. They've gone on to do that type of security work. You know, where they work security back, and we talk all the time. And it's just phenomenal what's happening out there. But the reality of it is, what what also pees me off is, and I've watched programs on it where people have. It's obvious they've been hacked, 
Um, but they, but they, but they, a mark has been put on their name, so they they find it difficult to get bank accounts or credit or whatever. And this is happening, which I find you know absolutely astounding. So, you know, there are tips what you know you could give people whether they take it up or not. You know, don't use the same browser all the time. Use different browsers. Use the same login name on different browsers. That's a problem when you use all the same details on different browsers because it, 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 you know, what I mean, you, you know, it just makes it easy for these people who are up to this game, you know. Yeah. But, but, but that that you know, so sorry, I didn't really phone, but the real, um, Baba, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, like 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 the previous caller said, uh, I, I was very interested in a lot a lot you said, and you know, uh, especially when you told the story of the brother who um, was in the army and uh, yeah. Yeah. He gave so much back. You understand? I, I really appreciate those stories, man, because mm-hmm. the reality of it is the picture um, they want to um, shape of us, especially the black male, is just, just you know, they just always want to paint us oh. like we're so not and we haven't done anything and sure. we can't produce anything, which that is far from the truth. You know what I mean? We have some great, fantastic souls among us, man. And, no doubt. you know, Baba Ochi, I really no do doubt. appreciate, yeah? Mm. I really do appreciate that, um, you know, you, you, you bring these stories, man. It, you know, Baba Ochi, you know, if, it, it makes me feel, you know, when you do that, um, these small things, it makes me see what you know really see because you know my grandmother said i say it in my grandmother's accent she said a malt can't say anything he wants say what that means is you know mother says that all the time the malt can't say anything he wants say meaning that you know people talk and they say who they are and whatever 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 but in reality sometimes their actions don't follow their words right but when i right. li- you know you you telling a story like this yeah you you you're you're you, you you're not forgetting anybody. You're not leaving anybody behind. You don't think you're bigger than anybody. You you you're, you're bringing every, you know what I mean. You're reminding us of these you know whoever it is. It doesn't have to. He doesn't have to have a title. He doesn't have to have a degree. He doesn't have to have whatever. But you just remind. And that that's important, Baba Ochi. That is yeah. so important. And unfortunately, a, a lot of us fall down there. You know what I mean. We're always looking for the Negro in the hat or the <laughs> king, or yeah. you know what I mean. Whatever, but the reality of it is that that is a brilliant quality, man. And I just have to raise you up for that, man, because you know, stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and just quickly, yeah, because when you were telling it, it reminded me of, of a story um, on the radio station Galaxy. You've been on it, yeah. Oh, yes. you, yes. You've been brilliant mm-hmm. to come on it, yeah. I appreciate that. They had yeah. um, both the brothers who run that station. They were ex-soldiers. They were in the military themselves, yeah, and. They they went to the um you know I don't know the right title for it but they went to there's a a place where they have like the African Caribbean ex soldiers association and you know you got some old men who fought in the Second World War whether they're still alive now I'm not sure but this was quite a few years ago and they brought uh, one of them to the radio right and he was you could hear in his voice he was he's quite an old man um, but he told a story when he was in Jamaica. And um, uh, just before the Second World War, and the ship came and pick, picked them up. And on the way, they stopped in America and p- picked up the um, what they called the GIs at the time, yeah? And he explained, because at that time, there was segregation. And we, in Jamaica, they didn't have that type of segregation. So it was very strange to him that these soldiers could only go to certain places and whatever. He found that very difficult to deal with. He was telling this story. It just amazed me. Because I think I would have a problem with that as well, you know what I mean? And, and 
you know, it just it just baffled him all the way until when they came to England. They came to England. They went up some somewhere up north. They were staying yeah, at an army barracks up north, and the same thing happened. These GIs were they were all segregated. They could go to a certain England. So when the soldiers went out now, they went to the pubs or whatever, mm-hmm. mixed with the locals. These soldiers couldn't go there, and they had a problem with it. So yeah. he rounded up some of his his friends, and he said to them, "No, look, we're we're going. We're, you're coming. You're coming with us." So some of the Braves came, and then the military peace, military, um, the, the American military police came there to bust it up and arrest them and bring them back. And he said that no, they wouldn't allow them to, and they fought on their behalf. And I just thought, I listened to that. And I said, look at that, man, look at that. This is the brilliance of some of us, you know what I mean? What he was seeing, he wasn't seeing the fact that he's uh, from the Caribbean or Jamaican or whatever. He said he saw another black man and he thought, how dare you? Well, I mean, what do you mean he's in segregation and he can't do this and it? And he was prepared to fight for that cause. And this man told this story, you know, and you could hear he was an old man. The point I'm trying to make is sometimes I, 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 you know, hearing that story and I think about now how people defend their nationality or defend their flag and forget these things, you know what I mean? Forget these mm. these acts like these brothers, you know, had to defend each other because racism was rife when they came to Europe. Came, came from America. Racism was rife. Mm. Well, the bottom, the bottom line is, man, we've got some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant people among us, man, and we must never ever forget that and you know despite despite what we're going through and what we've experienced right there is nobody on the planet can convince me no matter what they say that we can't win this because i know because when you study our brilliance you know you you anybody who fully understands what's happening when you study our brilliance you know we're gonna win but the reality is they got uh, uh bamboozled and hoodwinked sure. And that's their best ploy. Sure. I mean, it's a moment. The illusion, the deceptions, no doubt. And that's why I keep saying we're Absolutely. at war for the minds of our people. It, you know, it is, it, it is about the mind, you know. Yeah. Because believe me, if we could step outside of these imposed boundaries that they've placed upon us and get us to think outside of that, look at them for who and what they are, don't try to change. There ain't a damn thing we can do to change Caucasians, to Europeans, Urugu, white people, ain't a damn thing. Kick the ass to the curb and let us let us move on. Let us forge ahead with our agenda. Let's 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 speak our special truth. Let's shape and fashion our world in our image and in our interest, and not impose it upon anything. I don't want to impose who we are on anybody. I just wanted to work ours into perfection, to the best that it can be for all of us, not just for a few of us. Not just for some who think they all that or some who got this, that, or the other. No, but for all uh, African people, wherever we are, be that beacon, be that model, you know? So when they see us, there goes a good brother. There goes a good sister. There's a good community right there, you know? And and, and like I said, here here in Atlanta, you know, uh, this is supposed to be the, the you know, the Wakanda. They don't damn Wakanda. We don't even have a supermarket. We don't even have service stations. Of you know, you do you that, have a, do you have that? In, do you have it in the UK? Do you have some Africans and brothers and sisters who have service stations? You know, you know, you know Baba Oshie, When you always make that point, Petro. that's such a fantastic point because 
Yeah, we do have we do have um, in 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 pockets. Let me call yeah. it pockets. Yeah. Uh, people trying to do their own thing. But whenever you make that point, it always just reminds me of Carter G. Woodson. The, and I, th I think I've got this right. I may not have this right. See, my interpretation of uh, Carter G. and the miseducation of the Negro, okay. my interpretation of that is that, to sum it up in a few words, is that we have failed to manifest or master the basics. That's that's how I see it. When he talks about pushing and and and, and so that's that's how whenever think of that and when you make that point that's what that comes to my mind and what i mean by that is that at the ground level like you know the, i think in america the mama and papa stores yeah right we we have we have we have let them go we haven't we failed to pass on the little word onto the next generation we failed to do that that's yeah. what we you know I, I, I don't want to cut the crap man we we, we failed that point yeah. maybe because we, we haven't been to the children the importance of it maybe that uh, because we put them through the schooling fooling systems the schooling fooling system has told them that um the white man's ice is colder mm. and they've fallen from the okie doke yeah maybe that's the problem but we failed in that respect so at the ground level because we've failed at that respect We've missed that step, so we're constantly slipping because that's the foundation. No, no, no matter who we are, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a judge, whether you're the president, you have to have that foundation mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that foundation is where you're going to stand upon. That's where you're going to cement your feet in and stay strong. And most of these computers, they know that. I mean, the amount of Asian businesses is just phenomenal. Even the area I, I frequent most often, man, it's just amazing. I, you know, I've got some Asian friends, and when I talk, you know, it's just amazing what they've done. And I look at them and I say, wow, you understand? Every business you see, every one of them they own. And I'm like, wow, look at this. You understand? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not that we can't do it. But I think the, at the ground level, we've missed that point. You know, we're looking I, to go and yeah. get a job or a title from him or whatever, whatever, and fail to, uh, well, to, think, to, to cement. I think what has happened because of our captivity of 500 years, once the European started taking us out of Africa, and then once the European realized that of all the riches that are in Africa, colonizing it, uh, the Berlin Conference of 1884, 85, uh, uh, it was all colonized by Europeans from north, south, east, to west, even uh, areas where not Africans had, but Indians, or not Indians, but uh, Arabs had, all of it was colonized. And, and, and that mindset of us is still with us. We still haven't been able to break it we, we, you know. let, let me say this. Let me quickly say this. This is coming to my head, yeah. That might the might I might I yeah. Um, when uh, I think that we should, people like me and you and others, we should look at that might I and re re reinvent it again. We should bring that to the forefront because that that brother there had a global understanding. I, I heard my dad talk about him, and I didn't know who he was until I started this, listening. Let me say this. He was a beautiful man. What? He was a good... I worked with him. I worked with him uh, here uh, in, in D.C. for uh, millions for reparations. You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Brother, Brother Bridges. Yeah. That's what I'm saying to you. Baba Ochi, my, my dad is my dad was a mechanic and he had his own garages and he was a businessman, yeah. And he, he don't my, my dad's don't play. I mean, he's just about business. To be honest with you, he don't play. He has no time for people who waste time. None. 
You know, I, I give people he had none. But at the same time, I used to hear him talk about this man. I didn't know his name, but he yeah. used to talk because he was in business and they had a they were part of a business organization. Yep. I didn't know he. I didn't know he. He died. I didn't know he was. Because yeah. only when I started listening to WOL, I found that out. But I think we should reinvent his ideas. I think we because he had it. He when I when I looked, I've looked watched him on the internet. He had that mindset that we need. We need a person with a mindset with a global outlook who understands how to shift products globally. He had that, and we just need to reinvent it. Yeah, brother Bridge is good. A good man. The Matai Network, yeah. It's, but basically, what it is, it's it's cooperative economics. Absolutely, it's, that's what Absolutely. it is. Cooperative economics. We control the economy, the economy within our community, you know, and things that go on our community. That, and that that's, that is what we need. That is the mindset we need. That is the solution. Right, and I know that there's some listeners who's got products. Yeah. We just need to start one product. And then, and then you go from there. We, you know, we, we have to be that change. We have to be that change. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Okay, my brother. Still okay, brother. Clock okay, on the wall. For giving the time. Always, brother Paul. You listen. You have a blessed and wonderful day. All of you, brothers and thank sisters. You. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko: "The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind." of the oppressed. This program, this program right here, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they shown hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shem Hotep, that means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Vahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a great day. Hope to see you on Wednesday. Peace, family. <laughs>